Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Interviewing top sports personalities from around the nation in order to provide you next-level insight and analysis into your Cleveland Browns. Blue Wire Hustle proudly presents All Eyes on Cleveland. And now, here is your host, Brad Ward. Welcome to a brand new edition of All Eyes on Cleveland. I'm your host, Brad Ward. This is a Monday guess you can call it a react show it's a a react sort of show it was a brutal terrible sunday afternoon for the browns against the new england patriots and i have a good friend of mine friend of the show gentleman and a scholar jared mueller producer of sb nation's dogs by nature how you doing jared you know, uh, weirdly, yesterday sucked, but it was also a little bit less like draining than some of those other the Falcons, Jets, Chargers losses, right? Like we didn't think totally. you didn't think the Browns had a chance against the Chargers, but they should have won that game. Jets, Falcons, all that. Like it was weird. It sucked, but it also like from an emotional and energy perspective, I wasn't like dead afterwards. So that was kind of nice. I totally agree. I took like an anger nap afterwards and then like, you know, before the the Guardians game and then, you know, that didn't go well, but they, they, you know, they played all right. And, you know, we're excited tonight. We're going to get this in before the game. You know, hope the hope the Gardos can pull it off. So hope that hope they actually play the flipping game. What in the world? Oh, is, are we are we looking at rain potentially? They're they're worried about rain, and all the people have like posted videos of how beautiful it is outside. But two Gardos just went off the field, so there's a chance the six o'clock meeting is going on right now to decide it. So while you guys are listening to this, you already know the answer. Son of a gun! I they better play that thing. I'll tell you what. Yeah, the Yankees don't want to because it's a bullpen game for them. They of would course like they to don't go, want to. They want to go back yeah. a day for Severino or whoever. Yeah, or Punks. whoever. Yeah, I mean, all those guys need rest. I mean, they pitched uh, Wandy like, what, three days in a row now? All right. So, all right. Here's what I got for us, Jared. I want to talk. It's not going to be long, but I got to get your thoughts on Joe Woods. Because, see, here's where I was at with this thing, right? Joe Woods, like... People have been clamoring to fire Joe Woods for weeks. And I have been like, listen, that's not going to accomplish anything. You're just going to bring in somebody, a disciple of his that runs the same stuff. It's not good ever really to fire a coach midseason, which is my general thought around all of it. However, I reached a point yesterday (laughs) where I saw effort being an issue and when i think effort becomes an issue i think you have to re-examine this also i think the one thing jared that can come of firing a coach is that you do often get a short-term lift of sorts Mm -hmm. are the browns in a desperate enough place to try to get that lift now who would you turn to? 
I have an idea on that. And wh- where do you come out on this? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think obviously by tomorrow morning, like it would have to have happened or it has to sure. happen Tuesday morning. Right. Sure. Um, and yeah, there are some short term lifts. For me, it's always been a hard balance because when you watch what the Browns struggle at, most of it looks like things that you know a defensive coordinator has never, ever, 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 ever trained their players to do. So if you don't coach your players to have like, oh my goodness, I don't know what play it was, but JOK, Delpit, and somebody else were all in the same run gap. Like when you don't train your players to do that kind of stuff, then it's hard for me to blame the coach all the time. Like, obviously, and when I say that is no one's training anybody to do that. Almost every single one of their second and third line players are too aggressive um, on any type of run fake, uh, any type of um, a pullback run, anything that, you know, misdirection, any of that kind of stuff, counters, all of that. All of them are way too aggressive. Uh, The one um, long gain to, I think it was, Johnu Smith, maybe where JOK pulled up too quickly uh, yeah. on a play action, and then Delpit came over and hit him uh, yeah. and knocked both of them off the freaking thing. So, for me, I just don't think there's an answer um, because you're exactly right. It's somebody that you can't reinvent the wheel in the middle of the season. There's just not enough time. There's not enough planning, all of that kind of stuff. So Tarver, I think, would be the the defensive coordinator, the linebackers coach. Um, he had, he did that in Oakland, I believe off the top of my head or wherever the freaking Raiders were at that point in time. Um, but I just don't know. I, a lot of people want accountability for accountability's sake. They want moves for moves sake, which I get. I think the problem is, is what message are you sending? Is it a short-term fix for a long-term problem? If I could hire Bum Phillips today, sure, fire Joe Woods, bring right. in uh, bring in Wade Phillips, you'll be good to go. But otherwise, it's just hard for me to see how it does anything, given Delpit's problems, Johnson's problems, the the defensive tackle problems. Like, great, you have a different coach; they're going to suck at what they already suck at, and with a different coach for you to yell at. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's It almost sounds hopeless, and I I hate to say it that way, but I don't see the hope in that. I see the hope in them getting a little bit better, Jacoby Brissett not turning the ball over, and maybe a little bit of luck. Yeah. So here's here's my thing, right? Like, I totally agree with that line of thinking, and that's kind of how I've been steadfast in that line of thinking around this whole thing. Unless you come to a point where you're like, at the end of the season, we're going to get rid of him. So if you know you're going to get rid of him at the end of the season, then maybe it's worth doing now. Like maybe the change for change's sake, maybe a, maybe they need a different quote-unquote voice in the locker room, Jared. Yeah, I just don't know where – like they've heard all these people though, right? Sure, Kiffin sure. And Carver um, and Howard. I was trying to think of – you know, I yeah. know some of – you know, off the top of my head – kind of names like they've heard those voices so i just don't know unless and i think stefanski would know this like they're not a team that wants to break rank so it's not like jeff howard's going over there going hey if we get rid of woods this is how i would run some stuff up in here but (laughs) what could be different is if stefanski uh paul de podesta you know some of those guys if they're looking at the defense going woods isn't making the adjustments hey 
coach, you know, Howard Kiffin, Tarver, whoever, um, we want, you know, and, and almost like major league baseball have the, the analytics and the data tell the coaches what to do. So maybe it's a little bit of that. And, and maybe in that, maybe Joe Woods is pushing back. Who knows? I'm, I have no information on that, but that would be the one way I think a change could make sense. So here's, here's my thing with this, right? Well, let me ask you this first. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you're listening to All Eyes on Cleveland. It's a quick hitter night here before uh, a potential Gardos game. <laughs> uh, producer of SB Nation's Dogs by Nature, Jared Mueller, with me talking Joe Woods and the Browns defense after an epic uh, fail yesterday against the Patriots. Uh, do you see effort as an issue? You know, it's interesting. I I see the opposite to start. Like I said, I think they're overly aggressive and then they get frustrated really easily. So right. I do see leadership as an issue. I see consistency as an issue. Um, but oftentimes I feel like a lot of their mistakes are they are out of position really, really quickly. And then they're like, that guy's past me. And they're not going to chase him down because they can't get him anyways. And they're frustrated and they're, they're mad at themselves. They're mad at each other. I don't know if it's really an effort issue because the, the start of the play, they're aggressive. And then it's just like, ah, oh, crap. I got beat, you know, and then it's yeah. again and all of that kind of stuff. And so I just see a team that I think they want to play hard or do play hard. They're just making way too many mistakes. It's one of the things you can't measure. It's, you know, that football IQ, that that ability to read and react in such a very quick way uh, that I think you're starting to see that maybe not enough of them are are, are seeing the game in the same way. Here's what I think is happening in my opinion. they This is a zone team for the past couple of years. Heavy, heavy zone, right? And as we saw failures at the beginning of the year, people started to clamor for man. And, and it feels like in the past few weeks, they've gone to man. And that has not worked either. Because A, either they just aren't prepared to play man as much or in the situations and the scheme that they are, uh, and I think at the core for the last two years, you've been in a lot of zones. So, you know, whether he's a good man corner or not, if you just throw him in man, it just doesn't become a, a, a fix, you know, and people want to fix today, right now. And what's happening, in my opinion, Jared, is they're getting caught up in whether we're running zone, whether we're running man, we need to fix this, we need to work on tackling, we need to... <laughs> make sure this is shored up that they're missing what the best defenses do because they just can't pay attention to it. And that's the other team. The best defenses in the league are team centric game specific plans to stop your opponent on a week to week basis. How can the Browns ever have that going on when it's always internal problems you're trying to fix? Yeah, I think that's really fair. I think, you know, obviously you you got to be I think what I what's kind of funny is, hey, the Browns are working on being better against the run, so the Patriots throw the crap out of the ball, right? Like it's just a it's one of those things where you're not good enough. When you have huge weak links, linebacker at some level in different ways, defensive tackle, uh defensive end opposite Miles Garrett when Jadavian Clowney is out, you know, they don't have Tack McKinley, they don't have Chase Winovich. Uh, and then the safety play hasn't been very good. Like there's a lot of weaknesses in this team. 
that sure. the reality is, is each team's going, all right, which one are they going to try to take away? Like Atlanta was trying to get creative, throw the ball, whatever. All of a sudden they're like, oh, that's what they're doing. Let's run the ball. Let's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. New England mostly threw the ball. Bailey, Zapp- Bailey Zappi, Zappi had over 300 yards, all that kind of stuff. So I just think there's just so many weaknesses that, uh, you know, it's like when the Browns had Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard at left and right, right tackle. You yeah. couldn't make up for those weaknesses, unfortunately. And so, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said to all that. They have to work on so many fundamental things because they're just overall a very talented defense that's not very good. And it's it's kind of weird to say that out loud and not sound like a moron, but it's true. Like there's a lot of it players is. with a lot of talent, but physical gifts and all that stuff mean diddly squat if you're not in the right place and you need all of your teammates to be in the right place, right? And so you know, when they were trying to stop the run, it's one of the reasons they played off or zone is so that the cornerbacks and linebackers could be helpful uh, in the run game, you know, set the edge, some of that kind of stuff. It's harder to do that in man coverage because you're just easily blocked. Uh, so there's just a lot of things they're, they're they're not working together on defense in any way, shape or form. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. They aren't. It's really bad. Uh, And, like, little things. Like, I mean, Hunter Henry could not be more open for that touchdown. I don't know what Delpit was doing. He He fell. I mean, he he thought he could get physical. Yeah. Didn't get physical enough. And then fell on the flipping ground, right? Like, there's just so many things. And I think, you know, besides this Patriots game, which obviously we're reacting to, besides this Patriots game, a little bit of a better offense would make this or catch get a special team's uh, you know, an onside kick here, make a couple field goals. Like we would be like, oh, this defense sucks. And they're four and two, right? Like, right. like yeah. it could be that simple. This would be the blowout game where Brissett looks sucky. New England shut down the run game, all of that. And the defense would just be a problem. We only want Joe Woods fired and really fired and all the, everything changed because they've lost the games, but uh, literally some field goals. Don't screw up the, the onside kick. Uh, and Joku doesn't fumble against Atlanta. Yeah. Four and two, five and one is so easy to look at. So yeah. It and again, I'm the optimist normally, so I understand that. I, I'm not on the positive side of most people. We talked about this, me and you did, uh, before the season. They're, you know, not valuing the interior defensive line and they're gonna invite teams to run. And we said that's great, that may work. Unless, and I almost remember saying this exactly, like, (laughs) unless it's like the Chargers and you're giving up 14 a pop to everybody, then it it works backwards, right? So is that a fail? That's a fail at this point, right? Epic fail, right? Absolutely. The defensive tackle room sucks. And Chase Winovich isn't good enough to help them move Miles or Clowney inside enough. Right. That that plan... Listen, I, I I say this pretty regularly now. I think the Browns built a defense that they thought was going to help against Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. 
And unfortunately, they got some crappy. And this is probably something I haven't even thought of until I'm speaking out loud as an extroverted thinker is they got it. They went against a bunch of crappy quarterbacks besides Justin Herbert. So what did those quarterbacks do or those offensives do? Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Right. And so KC isn't running the ball a lot. Buffalo's not running the ball a lot. Lamar's run game is totally different. Right. And so I think they built a defense that they thought was going to be good against those teams and they could kind of suffer the power running game. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out that way. They've blown too many coverages, um, all of that kind of stuff. And then special teams has generally been terrible. Chester Rogers fell down running a kickback yesterday. Like that was, (laughs) that was my like final, I think that was my final tweet of the game. Basically like, yep, he just fell down running a kickback. I'm good. What about firing him? What about firing Mike Prefer just to, to fire somebody? See, and I have no idea about... Here's the funny thing about special teams. We just know if it sucks or not, right? Like, right. none of us yeah. can look... I mean, there's a few people that are like, oh, he turned his foot and blah, blah, blah. No, it's either good or it's not good. And in the end, I don't think Prefer's been that good since he's been in Cleveland before Kevin Stefanski. No, no. I just don't... Like, I'm not saying he's been bad, I loved actually being up there for a few of his training camps. He really focuses on a lot of details where he wants hand placement for blocks. And like, he spends a lot of energy on a lot of the details. It just has not turned out well. So no, I, I think that's actually a unit. I'm more likely to go. I don't know if it works. I don't know the last time a special teams coach has been fired mid season, but I feel like that's an area <laughs> where you could probably find 10 ex special team coordinators on the sideline. Some, or, you know, off the, not, not coaching anywhere. Uh, that's actually a place that I think I would be a little bit more okay with. So you're still, you're going to, you're just saying regardless this week. And I get, listen, I looked at this and, and probably this would be one of the worst weeks of the season. You could do this because Joe Woods has experience going against Baltimore and actually has been pretty decent at times against Lamar. Now, does that solve any, and to your point, like, yeah, they could have a much better record, but the defense has still been putrid throughout. So mm-hmm. I, I guess, I don't know what to think. Like, I agree with you totally, like in principle that it doesn't do you any good to do this now, unless you're going to get a lift of some sort. And you make the great point that they're already hearing that voice, but you may be hearing that voice in a totally different manner. If you hand the defense to Tarver and say, take it over. Like he may bring out something in them or get to them in a way that, that Joe Woods isn't because something, there is a disconnect fundamentally somewhere. There is. And I think that's where, and I think that part of the hard thing about what, Barry Stefanski and Dee Podesta have set up actually plays a role here a little bit, which is they do everything collaboratively, right? Alignment was a huge thing. So the reality is, is that it is on Woods, Barry Stefanski and Dee Podesta because they're all about alignment. So they have meetings to go over game planning and all of that week in and week out. How did we do? How did we not do? What do we need to change? So this isn't something where, like some teams where the front office and all that is in one side and the coaches are over here, like they are aligned, they all go together. And so at some level, all of them seem to be still on board with woods. And there, that means either we're missing something, right? Like, 
again, I don't think any of us can really point to exactly what Woods is doing wrong. I don't love wide nine when you don't have good defensive tackles. Like right. that's just a very simple thing for me. But otherwise, I don't know if they they look at that and go, eh, "There's nothing anybody else is going to do." These idiots who are our best defenders don't know what gap to fill on a regular freaking basis. And so, unless we have a coach in their ear going, "It's pass," look at the freak, look at your keys, look at that offensive lineman. Right. He's backing up. That's a pass moron. Like, (laughs) like, come on. So I just, yeah. So I think that's where it's interesting and it does fall on Stefanski in the end. Stefanski is probably going to survive easily, uh, but he's probably going to be forced to make, or he's going to have to make some changes. Um, I just don't know. Again, is it just making a move to make a move? And then we ask like, listen, let's be honest, Brad, in the next five games, four games, whatever, that defense looks worse, and they are they fired Joe Woods. Now, what do we get to complain about? Because what That's now? You fire Tarver? Because you can't fire the whole freaking players. Uh, so you, let's. I mean, if worst case scenario, let him get worse. Fire him after that, and then we can pretend like Jason Tarver is a is a great defensive coordinator when they face off with the Miami Dolphins and the uh, Houston Texans. Yeah, I just think that's too late, right? Like. I feel like if you're going to try to save this season, is this even, is this season savable in your mind? Yeah. I mean, it is. These next two games are, are really are it, right? Yeah. They need both of them. And I don't think, honestly, I don't think Baltimore and Cincinnati are that good. I just think the Browns defense sucks. <laughs> Me neither. Um, I don't like, think I just don't, yeah. I don't like, I'm not that stressed about this. Honestly, the conference isn't even that great. Um, it's not. so yeah, like that's, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not done, but I got two weeks to be not done, right? Halloween, yeah. man, Halloween, Monday Night Football, Joe Hayden. If they beat Baltimore, Halloween will be chaos. If they lose to Baltimore, Halloween will be chaos, right? Like, either way, that's going to be way. really ugly. So uh, I'm not out yet, but we're going to get there. So, yeah, this week was Jacoby's regression to the mean game. We knew that was coming at some point. Uh, and, um, I don't know. Does he recover from this? Do we ever get good Jacoby back, or are we stuck? With, are we stuck with with old Jacoby the rest of the way? I don't know. And I, I really don't know. I think that was just a really weird game, to be honest. Um, it was, yeah. But he's he's regressed, to be honest. Um, I, by the way, anybody calling with Josh for Josh Dobbs? Come on, like no. let's just be honest. That guy, no. no one's given him a chance to play ever in the league, barely. So. Um, there's a reason for that. No, I think Brissett will have a, a bounce back game. I think it was really interesting that he was, it sounds like the veteran that talked after that game, like, Hey guys, yeah. and maybe, and let's just be honest. This is the first bad game. Like all the other losses sucked, but it wasn't a bad game. This is the first one. Maybe this, like you guys got destroyed y'all. All of you suck, right? It wasn't on the defense, the offense, special teams. It was on all of you. So maybe this Everybody. is a wake up call. For some of them, like, oh, we just need to make one more play. No, you got rocked by a rookie fourth round, whatever he was, uh, quarterback, third uh, string quarterback. So maybe this is the wake up call they need. Maybe so. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. That that was a uh, hot 20 minutes on the Browns here. Uh, producer of SB Nation's Dogs by Nature, Jared Mueller. Thanks for your time, brother. I just, you know. I had to get your thoughts on this. I'm I'm bouncing ideas around in my own head. You know, I'm thinking about the defense and their internal focus, and I'm thinking about, like, 
is effort really an issue? And if it is, then if you're going to get rid of Joe Woods, is it time to salvage that now and try to get that lift now with a new voice? Maybe not the week before Baltimore isn't ideal, but... But yeah, you're right. If there's no, if it's an effort issue, if they look at that film and go effort, 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 then yes, there's, that's a totally different conversation for me. Sure. Sure. Hey, great job. Thanks, Jared. I appreciate it. Hopefully they play this ball game, right? Yeah, we want to play. We want well, I'm not allowed to watch. Every time I watch, they start losing. So I don't oh, watch. No. I can't watch the games. I got to like watch Twitter. <laughs> Let me know what happens. Look at some, uh, look at some highlights. There you go. Hey, Jared Mueller, producer, SB Nation's dog by nature. Dogs by nature. Pardon me. Uh, great job, Jared. I appreciate you, brother. I uh, appreciate you, Brad. You take care of yourself, man.